August 23rd, 2021. It is episode 51 of Stop Skeletons and Podcasting. Hey, it's me, Derek. Hey, I'm Grace. And it is also episode 30, 30 of my life. Of you, yeah. Yeah, it's my birthday. Hi. Yeah, we mentioned well, this. Well, it was my birthday was yesterday. It was yesterday. Derek uh, likes talking about it. So hello, and thank you for the birthday wishes. Mm-hmm. I promise to people listening in the future, but... As they're listening, it's the past that there are people um, listening live. Uh, look, our lovely Patreon subscribers who are wishing me a happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, welcome to the Dirty 30. I am yeah. here. And uh, I, I had a nice birthday, all things considered. Grace, um, how was your birthday? It was, it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> we I, I had some friends over and we um, I was very nostalgic for like little kids parties mm-hmm. i don't know about i mean you now, Derek, now like, that you're like one foot in the grave 30 i know i'm literally the oldest you can be yeah i'm like desperately grasping at my youth uh-huh. but <laughs> we oh as a little kid my mom would always have birthday parties for us and they always had a theme mm-hmm. and there was always like a cr- arts and crafts project that we would do and that's just like kind of like the mom that i i had you know that's i know not everybody had that theme and you know all that stuff but for me, I, I, w- I thought it would be fun to do that again. So we bought a bunch of paint supplies at the dollar store and I forced a couple people to paint pictures of their pets and <laughs> they yeah. were that was wonderful. It was, I, uh, 10 out of 10. Absolutely recommend yeah. anyone doing it. We had we have two friends who are like actual artists and yeah. they, they painted like phenomenally impressive uh, mm-hmm. uh, paintings and the rest of us um, did oh, yeah. all we did. All right. We did what we could. <laughs> um, I'm. You know, we have added two gorgeous blobs to our art collection. Yes. Man, I drew, I, I painted a little picture of Launchpad and I keep looking at it and I'm like, man, I could, I could touch it up. I, 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 I might actually, if I have time tonight, which actually I probably won't have time tonight <laughs> um, with the way this week is looking out. Uh, yeah, I kind of, you kind of woken something inside me, Grace, because honestly, I think for a lot of us, man, I have been like painted with like a paintbrush. Man, since like elementary school, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I'm way better at it now. Like, I understand <laughs> like how my hand Good. moves and stuff a lot more. You know now. what? I found out that I am not much better at it now oh, than okay. I was in elementary school. I don't know if it's something I'm going to like kind of pick up and start like, start like doing or anything. Yeah. Never really had a talent for like a, uh, that, that type of artistry. I thought it looked nice. Yeah. Mine was the only one that didn't have a background because I was just like, kind of so focused on trying to get my dogs, uh, my dog's hair correctly yeah we'll we'll mm. be sure to post pictures um on already, the patreon post with this podcast yeah, i already posted mine on my uh you personal. did oh, okay <laughs> or go follow derek on twitter yeah my twitter my instagram because <laughs> i was just i was like i'm kind of proud of this but i you know i was trying to paint a picture of launchpad with his with his mouth open uh it kind of looks like he's just breathing fire <laughs> the way that i i here's the fun thing about that though one of our artist friends mm-hmm. was uh came over and she was like oh that's a really difficult uh, angle that you're trying to because he because he was sitting down and looking up yeah it was a three quarters perspective yeah it was a yeah exactly kind of an isometric diagonal <laughs> and trying to get like the you know his feet and the angle of his head down um but that made me feel good <laughs> did, 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 and you just did like kind of a more abstract dollop uh, yeah, uh, dog. just a little blobby picture mm-hmm. i'm not very patient so i i kind of messed up because i i did not wait for paint to dry before i added oh, yeah. more paint so it's it's very much a little blobby mess mm-hmm. but that's about what i expect not 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 quite not quite bob ross no but it is also nice to know that like yeah if you want to get 
uh, tiny little like, you know, postcard style sized canvases. Like, yeah, they're all over the place. They Super are available. Mm-hmm. They are in it. Probably like 30 cents per canvas when it Basically, all breaks yeah. down because we got everything at the dollar store. Mm-hmm. Once again, I, I recommend it for a 30 year old party near you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring back activities. And this is also uh, inspired by a TikTok I saw where some adult men had a construction themed birthday party <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that involved renting like a dump truck or a skid steer or something. Wait a minute. Yeah. And, oh, and like, boy. basically they were like drunk driving the skid steer. I do oh, not, okay. I do not uh, endorse drunk driving a skid steer through an obstacle course. I feel course. like that's like something doing like However, your 25th birthday <laughs> or like your 50th birthday when it, you're yeah, trying to reclaim yeah. some, some youth. You know, that's to each their own. Mm-hmm. I Yeah. Mine was a little bit safer, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we'll see. I had a birthday party where we played a game of Fortune Street on the Wii, which is like Mario Party with Monopoly and now th- without the mini games, mm-hmm. which is to say, games of Fortune Street are extremely long, very long. I recall when that when that uh, it was a fun. I think party. the shortest Fortune Street game I've ever witnessed oh, was about three hours long, something like that. Yeah, and I, it was only it, it ended on a technicality. <laughs> and I remember um, we, you, we we had my party and like basically instead of getting a cake, you got a whole bunch of donuts from the mm-hmm. shop that I really like. But we didn't really stop to get real food. So we were like just drinking beer and soda and eating um, uh, donuts. And then yeah. we played Fortune Street. And I recall by the time that the no, Fortune it was Street like game, we I played was... Fortune. Derek, we played Fortune Street and then we watched WrestleMania. So it was like a 12 hour day. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, and, and I had like all I was eating it was, was like I, mean, it was I just great, had but it was sugar terrible. and donuts in my system. <laughs> and I recall being like, well, thanks for coming over, everybody. But I'm going to go and die. <laughs> like, I have no spirit left in me. This was much better. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we've learned from that. We had, a, and also, you this know, was like a tight three hours. And you know what? <laughs> tight like, four, where, maybe where four we're living, hours, there's but... like a little common area that we can rent out that has only been available to us in the last, like, you know, three, two, three months, even though we've lived here for over a year. So it was good to be like, hey, my rent pays for access to this room. Yeah. We can finally use it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was fun. That was a fun little vacation. And also, man, just to see, we actually saw some, you know, a handful of friends. We we're all vaccinated. Um, and I would encourage you to get vaccinated as well. And it was just, man, it is nice to see, see friends, mm-hmm. like, you know, cause we chat discord and we hang out with them sometimes, but like to really get a bunch of people in a room, you know, I, 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 and, I I've yeah. kind of forgotten how to socialize or I always, you know, come back from parties and those types of things a little exhausted from all the, uh, all the socializing, but man, I took like a huge nap after that. <laughs> You were up until four playing Skyrim, weren't you? Again? Uh, no, I was up until four. I was up until like about two thirty, playing Quake. Oh, this will be the transition. We just can move on to the transition. Yeah, now. yeah. Yo, I guess what's really happened since the last time we talked? Uh, I mean, of course, Grace turned thirty. Dirty Hi. thirty. Yep. Dirty and flirty. But, Super uh, flirty. Yo, Quake got the night dive Doom sixty four treatment. Um. Feels like you know Bethesda's been kind of doing this stuff with uh, uh you know re-releasing these Doom games well, like technically extra Microsoft, and stuff. right? Well, I suppose yes, but Bethesda I think is really like, making the moves on it. I would like to assume I have that, no idea what their corporate structure is. Yeah, I would like to. <laughs> I, I would like to assume that this has been going. I feel like I read something that like there were some rumors or something was going around. You know, I think Trent Reznor put out the release of of the Quake soundtrack 
year or two ago, and I haven't looked too much into it, but I kind of got the sense that like this was maybe kind of rumbling. And then they just surprised, like, boom, dropped it. And, uh, yo, I, I am excited for Quake to make the comeback that Doom did. Because, you know, I did a lot of Doom videos way, way back then. And uh, I feel like when I did those first few Doom videos, it's sort of like, hey, man, remember Doom? Doom's pretty cool. But then there really was a Doom renaissance that happened. A Doomissance. Yes. And I, not that I... Not, yeah. It might be not that there's anything wrong with it's that. It's also one of those things that maybe it's a, a bubble exactly. issue where it's yeah. like we we just happen to be talking to people who really like Doom and care about yeah. Doom. And of course, like we talk about Doom on our channel and mm-hmm. you know they they the Doom heads find us. Yeah, I really do feel like post Doom 16 though, 2016. God, that was such a good game. It was a very good game, and just like Doom as a entity, just uh really blew up i mean it probably never went away but it felt like it really hit a new uh level on the zeitgeist um and it was like cool you know and wolfenstein had had a whole bunch of uh remakes um and i was like cool waiting for quake to get to that level because it kind of we all love doom and doom's great and no one can say otherwise because well they can but they they shouldn't say otherwise can't say they can't what but what i'm trying to say is like yo what about quake kind of got this i kind of feel like people have forgot about quake i'm excited to see that maybe quake can kind of come back Mm -hmm. um we did you know one great thing about this new digital future we live in so uh we have xbox game pass not an ad we sorry it's matt it's Matt McMuscles' fault is that it? we have this. Oh, yeah, yeah because of... Because uh, originally, they were playing some Dead by Daylight, and then we were like, well, we want to play Dead by Daylight with them. This is before it was cross-play. Also, you know, SSFF bingo card, we talked about Dead by Daylight. And mm-hmm. so we got Not Game Pass <laughs> just to play that game with them, and then it just snowballed from there. And now yeah. we were like dedicated users of xbox one and it's like the only console i play anymore it's yeah really weird. more or less yeah it's just I <laughs> finally get... in the year of the xbox series x i am touching an xbox one but because of that though <laughs> when all that happened it was like i woke up this morning i was like oh there's new quake and because i had bought it on bought it on steam years ago uh and i have xbox game pass i had it twice over <laughs> and so that's kind of a cool aspect of our uh uh of our new digital future. I'll say this about Quake, though. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, uh, I'm playing through it. Played a lot of the Duke Quake 64 version. I'm kind of going through the, the the story mode all the way through, which I haven't I haven't gone all the way through Quake in a really long time. And uh, the thing I'm kind of noticing about Quake is, I wish that it's a, it, it's it's a it's a very oddly balanced game. Mm-hmm. The double barreled shotgun is super weak. Um, you know, I think up close with the, with an ogre, it still takes about like 10 shotgun shells to, to kill an ogre, which is the grenade launching chainsaw guys. So if you get the drop on him and you get point blank, it's about five shots with a doorbell shotgun or so to take him down. Um, and then the, the, the nail gun is, is very strong, but you can only carry 200 nails and that just a uh, super nail gun. It just rips through them. You can literally fire it. I feel like. And this is all single player campaign. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. there is multiplayer. 
Um, but that, that's kind of a different situation. I saw situation. a lot of people talking about this game like when it was, you know, kind of surprise released and they were like, I had no idea Quake had a single player campaign. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, which, which is a shame because it's a really fun, spooky, uh-huh. like Quake 1 and Quake 2 are so radically different from each other. And in a weird way, I feel like Quake 2 became the more canonical Quake aesthetic, which I I, I, um, I, I like Quake 1 so much more. But I kind of realized that like the, the, the game is like very... It, it is difficult, but I feel like, man, you should be able to hold... If I could hold more nails, and if the shotgun was a little stronger, I think I enjoyed this a little more, because everything seems to be a little bu- more bullet spongy than I really remember. Mm-hmm. And um, it feels like the game is maybe... Well, it, it's, it, I, it's, you can really see a through line between this and Serious Sam. And Serious Sam is all about like moving backwards and shooting because it's like literally here is a uh, just a uh, swarm. A, a, yeah, a literal like football team swarm coming <laughs> at you and you're moving backwards and you're maneuvering. And uh, there's a time and a place for that. But I feel like Serious Sam's great, but I kind of have to be in the mood for it because that really is every encounter. Um, and uh, except around the Game Boy Advance, <laughs> even then it is. <laughs> but even it, then it's a lot. It's, it's yeah. a lot going on. <laughs> There's a lot, but I'm enjoying Quake again. Um, but just kind of realizing, man, if, if if I had my druthers, I would just make shotguns a little more powerful, uh, and maybe make the nails a little more powerful, or like make you be able to hold more. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm playing on normal and uh, still finding myself like you know uh, struggling with some of these levels. Like you know, like really, if if you are um, you come around the wrong corner, and then if there is a beast and an ogre. Uh, and if you don't kind of have your shit ready to go, um, you'll be done. Even with full health and uh, armor, mm-hmm. like a be- like you know, a- no, not a beast, a fiend. Um, the little jumping guys uh, that you know jump at you. They're like super, like like the skeleton guys from uh, Serious Sam. Yo, they'll take you down fast. Um, and uh, when you kind of get cornered like that, hopefully you have like a super rail gun, your, your lightning gun ready to go. The rockets, I really like the rocket launcher in this game, but man, I think that the grenade launcher is like almost like too specific. Like you can sometimes just drop a hailstorm of the of, of, of the grenades and they bounce around. And it's like, man, it's amazing how they just barely miss. And it's like I was watching you do that last dude, night and it was hilarious. It is a like it is a feat of, of programming <laughs> how how nuanced the uh g- grenades are but like man they should have made the hitbox like a little bigger it was kind of amazing because it it sort of made you like it's like you were donkey kong and that guy was jump man and you were just like lobbing yeah. <laughs> barrels down at him and they was just magically yeah. missing every time so i mean i still love the uh the aesthetic how does it feel to be the bad effects. guy <sighs> doesn't feel good man <laughs> <laughs> no the level design is so good you're a bad guy but you're not bad guy yeah not bad guy <laughs> uh, it, it, and, and Quake just looks so good and mm. runs so smooth. I will say that playing on a controller, I think this game really is keyboard and mouse. I think the look, sensitivity, and kind of the movement on a, on a controller is like, yeah, I should probably play this on PC. I have seen online but, that it is keyboard compatible. Yeah, yeah. However, I, the mouse functionality <laughs> doesn't seem to work all the way. But it's like the mouse buttons work, but the but the uh, the the mouse ball. But you know, the night doesn't. dive guys are really cool, and I know um, modern vintage gamer was did a lot of work on this port and i'm sure 
you know, that'll probably be something they patch in. I don't know. You would, we'll you, see. Really, it still is fun to do a controller. Well, I mean, so. here's the thing. Like, you would think they'd do something like that because it's like, that's a really cool, obvious thing to do. And you can, ex- I kind of expect these people to do that stuff because here's the, the story. New Quake is out and it's great. But yo, in a similar way to how Doom lets you download, you know, a Plutonia experiment, Final Doom and a Sigil and all these cool map packs. They're doing that with Quake, and the first map pack is freaking Quake 64. <laughs> and Quake 64, outside of like having lots of cool lighting, uh, a whole different soundtrack by you know the GOAT, Aubrey Hodges, who is one of the few composers out there that can really go toe-to-toe with Trent goddamn Reznor. Uh, his soundtrack is also extremely good, and maybe you know the stuff that he did for Doom 64 and Doom PlayStation version you know, is arguably the best music ever to grace a uh, uh id software game arguably um you know his soft his, his soundtrack is there cool new lighting is there but other than that it's just like here's some levels that are like way smaller <laughs> and missing levels it's such a dumb and unnecessary thing but like it's so cool they added it there yeah honestly like yeah quake is back and it's cool you should get it but yo like, they ported a port they gave a port in hd like that is that is so cool it is so cool it, it does have a kind of a weird filter on it, though. You, you, yeah, you you know, and I, you were there when I first plugged it in. Yeah. You, you kind of get used to it. Okay. Because um, it, it is very different from Doom 64, which didn't have those filters. Well, I know no, Doom 64 is a totally different sure. situation. Well, it, 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 was, it was its own It was release. N64. Like, it, it, it was totally like, it, it was try, I think what it's trying to emulate is like Vaseline on the lens kind of thing. Yeah. Is that just like, yo, when you watch N64 footage on a YouTube video and it's like super crisp and you can see the lines and, you know, Mario's face looks like it could cut you up, you know, mm-hmm. that's not how it looked on, you know, com- composite cables on a CRT TV back in 96. Oh, you absolutely know? not. It was not made for that. It's kind of like that time we watched uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure on Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. there's just all these parts where you can see like people on the screen who were not meant to be on the screen mm-hmm. or like very clearly see the Barbie dolls they use. Yeah, the animation in, people just kind of miming. Yeah, like inside act. of the um, phone booth and just... Yeah. Oh, yeah, the phone booth shows up and you can see like the it's plastic Ken, Ken dolls, Ken dolls. Of, <laughs> of Bill and Ted kind of shaking but not really moving until the camera cuts and suddenly, you know, it's Keanu Reeves. Uh, yeah, it's, that's sort of like... Yeah, you watch... I was watching a, a Hellraiser movie. I don't remember which one. It wasn't, it wasn't a good one, but it was a Blu-ray. And I recall like there are certain shots close-up shots of hellraiser you could see the makeup like you can tell they were different takes at different days because like you could see the strokes of makeup put on him were like his forehead looked like you know was very horizontal strokes of paint uh and then the next day it was like kind of vertical smoother <laughs> you can see which days like, you can really see you know is the contacts he's wearing uh you're, you're getting that you yeah. know that equivalency with uh video games but i think it's a little more charming I, I I hope this opens the door, and I would imagine that the only reason they wouldn't be able to do something like have the uh, official PlayStation version of Doom come out on that copy of Doom, or uh, have uh, the Saturn port of Quake, which also has exclusive levels and a whole different, uh, very, very different and truncated certain levels. I would imagine the only reason you can't do that would be maybe some licensing issues uh it'd be some kind of legal duct tape Mm -hmm. red tape that would get in the way of that but uh it would be really cool if they could make it work out and i mean the the door has been kind of busted open for these sorts of like 
remasters and ports for these games. Yeah. You and, know, but it, it's I was talking to somebody on Twitter about this and they're like, man, this game should do this. They were like, oh, they, they, they remade Duke Nukem 3D and had a big kind of anniversary set. And this person kind of made a joke about Duke 64 had a similar situation of, of uh, Quake 64. And I was like, what are you saying that they they, they made Duke and uh, Duke 64 patch into the you know Duke Nukem 3D they put out? And they're like, no, but I'm kind of hoping it was. And I was like, and I realized like, yeah, they are. So I, they're really opening Pandora's box here mm-hmm. um, because. Yeah. What if we could get the Game Boy? Dude, this games, is. Ex- like, yeah, this here, is so like... what they're doing is so rare. Um, and it is it is the exception right now, but it should be with every every game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are doing this. They also announced this kind of got buried. I only found out about this today. Um, someone mentioned it because I was tweeting about Quake sixty four that uh, ex- exhumed slash Power Slave is also getting the uh, the night dive treatment. And if you don't know what that is, uh, basically the 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 people that made on the Saturn um, lobotomy studios. They made Duke Nukem 3D and uh, Quake on the Saturn. They did some like literal black magic to get those games to run as well as they did on the Saturn. Which the Saturn, you know, it could do 3D, but it was very difficult to do 3D. Couldn't do 3D quite as well as a PlayStation, which is why, you know, uh, the the Saturn kind of struggled to do 3D. They managed to do it well. All of those are running on an engine they made for this game called Power Slave uh, or Exhumed, I believe, uh, in the... uh, in the power region because it was it was a reference to a, 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 a an iron maiden album i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. um, and that is definitely if you google power slave that will be the first yes. result but if you type if you, <laughs> if you google, google power slave exhumed uh yeah they have a trailer and apparently uh it is going to it's gonna have both the playstation and saturn versions um which that, that's that's so that is so fucking cool mm-hmm. that is so cool i i i i've I played a decent amount of Power Slave. I wouldn't say that it is like a uh, a, like a fantastic game. It certainly has history behind it, and it is definitely like, man, you know, for a console exclusive. I believe it was a console exclusive, but still at the time, like, hey, it was like a, a it was not a PC port in the same way of like you know a Doom or a Quake uh, or a Duke Nukem 3D. Um, you know, it was a pretty solid FPS, and uh, they are not cheap, easy games to get. Um, it's just that's so rad, uh, and and it, 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 we talk about games preservation all the time. Um, yo, this is th- this is amazing. It's it's kind of crazy. I want I bet this wouldn't be a thing if there weren't games like Dusk or yeah. a Medieval, like proving that there is a hunger for this kind of old school and you, gameplay. And you, you know what's kind of funny is in in the wake of Doom came all of these yeah Dusk and a Medieval. Uh, on these games, but like they're way more inspired by Quake than Doom, to be honest. And so that's why I did feel kind of odd that like you know Doom got all the glory, and it should. But like, don't forget that like between uh, uh like the for, like four times in a row, is software completely rewrote the book for what graphics can be on a PC. Like Commander Keen, Wolf 3D, Doom, and Quake. Uh, where like every single time was a, a gigantic benchmark. They raised the bar like massively with every single uh, with every single release. Like Quake and Mario sixty four came out in the same year, and the idea that it was full three D that like you know in, in Doom if you circle straight around a, a corpse it was just a single image that kept on following you, but in Quake when you 
circle striped around a corpse. It was a full 3D polygon, right? That was huge. Um, so it deserves as much cred as Doom. Um, but maybe, you know, Doom might have been the real moment. I think Doom just has but, more of a personality. Like, because the first Quake game, like the guy... I think they later named him Ranger, but he like he doesn't oh, even they? I mean, okay. I know Doom Guy isn't a name, but like Doom Guy Doom at least had this like kind of metal aesthetic and maybe it was just because it was released slower, perhaps because of the whole shareware thing. Like mm. I feel like it had longer to build a personality and build a following and yeah. especially with like, you know, the developers being like becoming rock stars <laughs> essentially. Yeah, and yeah. All of that stuff. And then Quake is just sort of like does it have a more like corporate feeling? I mean, this no. is someone who like is completely separated from yeah. having this in my childhood, but I and maybe it's just influenced by you and I just haven't <laughs> been as like I haven't had to make that many Quake videos with you. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I've had to, but and we, we 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 might we might yeah, we, we might probably have will have another if one. We're in the middle out. of like three videos right now. Yeah, please don't. Um <laughs> Oh god. Uh, but so yeah, I, I, it feels more like it was less of a, by the time Quake happened, yeah. it was not like a scrappy company that people could really like look up to. It was more like, oh, they're a huge deal. They're a huge developer. Yeah. And so it, it, maybe it just, the vibe was different. It's my understanding. Well, yeah, it could be true because I think, you know, like Doom, I think was literally made by what, like seven people. And it, it is that like, you know, romantic, like, oh yeah, like eight people in a broom closet are changing pop culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I, I think, like, you know, for for Keen, Wolf, and Doom, it certainly was that. But yeah, you know, Doom was such a gigantic hit. Um, you know, like, Daikatana flopped for John Romero. Uh, he's fine, though. He was still cashing checks for, for Doom and Quake. Uh, he was fine. Don't worry about him. You know, he, he worked really hard in a bond. That sucks. And he, he's very humble about it. But, like, financially, he's been fine. <laughs> Um, and I, my, it's my understanding that with Quake, it's been a while since I've read uh, uh, Masters of Doom, which chronicles all of this. But what they actually wanted to do with Quake was way more uh, ambitious. Uh, it it kind of kind of what what John Romero left it because he got fired from it mm-hmm. uh, uh, right before or after Quake. Oh, got, he was fired. Out. Yes, because he was kind of making Ion Storm and getting ready for Daikatana. Uh, and he was sort of like elsewhere and his bosses yeah. were like, well, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, and he wanted to have a bigger story. And it was like, it's like, it was kind of based on a D&D game that they had had in the early 90s. And, you know, the engine was there and the the duo of John and John, it was always like John Romero knew how to make a good game out of John Carmack's insane tech. But separate, you can kind of look at their their careers after that. And like Quake 2 is a phenomenally looking game and playing game. But like I've never beat Quake 2, the single player. It's it, I, I think it's just kind of a dull game. And, and then Doom, Qu- Doom 3 has that problem for you as well. Exactly. Yeah. I um, I, I, Which is something I know. The I, reason I, I'm not saying this is because I have not played any yeah, of these yeah. games. And then I've not actually played Daikatana, but you get the, I heard that like, yeah, it has so Except, many. Okay, I have played Daikatana for the Game Boy. <laughs> Which is Take the one back. to play. That's the one to play, baby. Um, and yeah, I, I guess like Quake 1 had a, was, a, was a way more ambitious game. And kind of what, what came out was still, like, the crazy thing is like, Daik- it's my understanding that Quake was like kind of a disaster. 
and I'm I'm assuming Matt McMuscles is going to make a what happened for this dude. But, oh, I hope so. But, That'd be it, fun. but in spite of it being this like heavily compromised, extremely different game than what they originally pitched, it still was like a benchmark moment that changed everything. Um, speaking to such that that partnership was so, you know, so legendary. Um, but that all that aside, still what Quake is. I'm so I'm, I'm I I hope that we get more. But even still, like the Doom, the Quake sixty four thing is cool. But also, like uh, this comes with the original campaign, and I believe the 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 two or three mission map packs that they released uh, uh, shortly after, um, as well as uh, uh, a couple of other new things. Matt got a what happened on Daikatana. He did get a what happened on Daikatana, and I actually edited that video for him. Uh, okay, that was back in the day when uh, needed a little extra work. So thank you for thank you, Matt, for that. Yeah, he's a super. Um, he, he, that was actually him helping me out uh, pretty hugely. Anyway, um, I man, do not remember what you were talking about before <laughs> that aside. Yeah, um, Quake's cool. Yeah, Quake, in summary, it's cool. It's like and, and there's <laughs> I haven't even gotten through this extra content. Yeah, um, I, I played the. You're, you're probably gonna live stream it. I definitely want to live stream uh, 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 Quake sixty uh, Quake sixty four. Yeah, definitely want to do that. Be fun. Yeah, yeah, and maybe I should also. Uh, man, we should also then play some Saturn stuff. You should hook up the and when you stream it. You should also hook up the keyboard and mouse. And just yeah, we should see, definitely stream. What's going on. Just kind of play it in general, and then like I don't know, like let's see if we can get the chainsaw controller. Doesn't going it? It supports like eight. Doesn't it support? I think it supports a lot of like online play. I think like at least four people. Oh yeah. So maybe people could join in. Dude, I played. That some, would be kind of fun. I played some multiplayer and. I got I got tied for second when I play this one match. Man, Quake One multiplayer is fast and furious and ridiculous, and you die so fast, and uh, it's just something. It's 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 a completely different thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I should probably try some co-op too. It seems like it's a pretty goddamn full package, and it looks good. And I'm just excited. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited. Just like man, the. Quake 64 thing. Like I was like Doom 64 re-release yesterday, like last year, yesterday, mm-hmm. last year. That was like game of the year material for me. I loved it. I already loved that game so much. And what they did for Doom 64 was like they, 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 everything was here. Yeah. 10 out of 10. They fucking nailed it. That game is fantastic. Um, This, just the idea that they put Quake 64 is like game of the year contender. And <laughs> just, like, it's, I know I, I mentioned uh, this earlier, but. You know, Modern Vintage Gamer was one of the lead developers yes, on it. Yes. And he's made, he's put up a couple videos about making this port. I need to watch and them. I, 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 haven't, I, haven't, I yeah. also haven't had a chance to watch them yet. I think they literally came out like yesterday and today as we're recording this. But uh, def- if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have already are already aware of this. But you should go check those videos out. I'm sure that's really cool. And wow, what what a guy yeah. being able to do all of this yeah. <laughs> in a year. And also, I feel like I, I barely remember uh, like to go on walks and I'm like, wow, good for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, you know, what, Grace, uh, this this was like me playing a little bit of Quake before and after your birthday party. But actually, you know, a couple days ago, you got really into Boyfriend Dungeon. Did you want to talk about that briefly? Sure. Like very briefly. I mean, it's a I it it's kind of weird because there's been a, a sort of a controversy around that game that I've been paying attention to a little bit but boyfriend dungeon oh, right yeah you did explain this to me yeah. yeah boyfriend dungeon is a but outside of that dating you know. sim slash uh like 
dungeon crawler, right? A yeah, like a dungeon, dungeon, like a roguelike dungeon crawler type. Honestly, game. it's it. Watching, I, I I tried to think of what to call it because I was like, it's a Hades like, yeah, which I know is terrible. I, I but I, I never actually played Hades myself, but oh I God, watched I love you. Hades. But I watched yeah, I watched you play for like a hundred hours. I could erase all of the knowledge I have from Hades out of my brain so I could play it again. I probably like, should much I like play it, it myself, but like, yeah, it just looked like. I mean, it's it's impossible. It's not fair to compare. But yeah, you know, the action of the dungeon crawling looks very similar to Hades. It's, yeah, it, it's fun. Um, I definitely, it reminded me that I, I had a kind of persistent, like, arthritic injury from playing Hades and Dead by Daylight so much last yeah. year. <laughs> and I, I could kind of feel my thumb starting to ache. And I was like, ooh, I need to maybe oh, cool really? it on Boyfriend Dungeon for a little bit. But yeah, I think it's totally fun if you're like me and you really loved Hades and you're you want something like that. I yeah, go ahead and check it out. Um, the the dating stuff is kind of is cute, uh, but it, it has the same problem all the dating like you know like that Mass Effect has and all those games have where it's like you know do you want to go to prom and you select yes and then the thing that the person says is yeah bitch and you're like whoa wait a second <laughs> i didn't mean that not that game is not i don't think boyfriend dungeon is offensive in that way but yeah. you know you definitely will select options and you're like oh that's not what i thought that was gonna yeah, be yeah. but all right and that that's like for all games like that um like there's a there's a, a game called binary domain and uh it was a very kind of fun but yeah you know average Ge- uh, gears of war clone but it had a big uh, uh kind of pal buddy system and uh it's also like one of like the best giant bomb videos when i used to watch giant bomb religiously that was one of my favorite ones but at some point uh you and your friend big bow <laughs> um you uh he, he asks you something and one of the options is you fool and then so jeff gersman chose chose you fool and he goes man what's wrong with you someone shitting your cornflakes this morning and he's like no i man, i was trying to be like you fool for this one big bone <laughs> yes up thank you <laughs> and they're in the chat oh oh man i need to play that game more uh i always yeah that's, that's been on my bucket list for a while yeah. not a great game if we uh, we've ever make another like kind of good bad games video, i we should probably yeah bring that one up so I, I'm not sure. I, I've I've only completed the dating storyline for one character. And um, you know, it's all whatever. I haven't dated the rest of the I this is weird. I haven't dated the rest of them to completion. Mm-hmm. But I will be dating them to completion. Yeah. <laughs> and so so like the dating, you know, it's not fantastic. Uh and, yeah, and, and I the don't... combat's not fantastic, but like kind of do d- d- does that like peanut butter and chocolate kind of come together yeah it's like i i definitely was am left kind of but both aspects of the game work and are fine but i don't think it particularly excels at either of them however it's it's just like a fun little game you can play so if like i i was just playing it on xbox one because it's on game pass definitely (laughs) which is like how i play all indie games how i try them out that's how that's how it's that's how they get you. Convenience always wins, right? <laughs> yeah, convenience wins. So yeah. I, I'm totally having fun, and I like going through the <laughs> to dungeon. completion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, it it is definitely like a PG thirteen game, and I I think, and you know, they they have content warnings, and they let you know before the game starts that all that's happening. And some people felt like they weren't warning people enough for cert like for certain things, yeah. and I. 
it's kind of weird. That's a difficult line to to, to really toe. Yeah, I mean, that's a difficult uh tightrope tightrope to walk. You know. Yeah, so I definitely would say just just make you know it's a dating game, and there's you know whatever there's conflict in the game. If you're not ready, if you're not don't think that sounds right for you. Don't definitely. Yeah, they they definitely give have a, miss, a, but... a diverse cast of cuties. Yeah, uh, you can hide. date a cat. Yeah. <laughs> exactly but it's like uh, the game is also really kind of fun because it's very very much out there that it's like this is not just a romantic dating game it's also like a friendship game Mm. like and you know like obviously i'm not gonna date a cat to completion (laughs) not to completion (laughs) i'm you know it's basically like you wouldn't date a cat would you you wouldn't date a car (laughs) but it's like friendship dating which is fun still like i'm always a sucker for like and and did we mention that like gamifying relationships the, the boyfriends that you're dating uh they're your weapons Oh, yeah, they're also also your your weapons weapons in the game. And so it's kind of fun because their personalities are sort of translate to the weapons. Like the cat, for example, is basically like... um, Brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. Claws. Yeah, 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 claws. So it kind of like it makes sense. It's it's cute. You know, check it out if you feel up to it. There is someone in England who married a car. I mean, I don't know. That that doesn't seem... Sure. Yeah, and... It's also not very strict about like your gen- affects anybody like, but that person. The, everything the is cool with it. You know, but. every like the the game is like doesn't force you to put a label on anything, including your mm-hmm. gender, including your sexual orientation, including yeah. friendships, relationships, whatever. Yeah, the game is just like, hey, let's just have fun. Yeah, and, and it was, that's I think that's and again, fun. Yeah, you you really want to go that route, but yeah, it's, sometimes you can. Uh, that's a yeah tricky uh, tightrope to walk, but um, I, know, I saw you uh, saw you enjoy. Saw a couple of uh. Saw a couple of hunks. I wasn't intimidated at all. I, I was <laughs> just, fine. Yeah, there were a couple hunks. <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, speaking of gaming technology that is going to cha- upend the industry forever, yeah. a la like a quake, uh, Derek and I have been working on a video game. Video. Oh, sorry. I meant to say a video. A video <laughs> for Tony Hawk Breaking. Ride. Yes. This- which, as people in the Patreon know, was voted on as like the a topic for a game for mm-hmm. video to do while we're working on the uh the the, the Zebo video the Zeebo which and, which is still going along like the Yeah the, and and you also a little bit connect to we're kind of yeah. yeah oh I've been working on the connect as well so mm. we we have like uh the Zebo video we right now it's like 10 pages of the script are done Yeah <laughs> it's kind of like it's going to be like a big event and that, I'm sorry it's taking so long, but it is, it's like a lot. I mean, it's a lot I really felt, I, I really. Ten, ten it, videos, by the way, is probably about 30 minutes. Yeah. Or it's 10 pages, you mean? 10 pages yeah. is 30 minutes, probably. Um, uh, for I, people I, who I, don't I, talk about. We really, I felt like we really set the bar up with the Engage video and, and maybe I'm kind of putting this pressure on myself. But yeah, I really wanted to make the Zebo video, uh, you know, the, uh, the next big kind of mammoth thing that we do. However, this Tony Hawk ride video. Yeah, it's not going to be as big in scope. Um, well, maybe it is. We do cover a lot. Um, it's been more work than I think we realized because of just various kind of uh, uh, technical issues. Yeah, and um, also- basically, this video Derek was making the delisted video mm-hmm. um, about Blaster Master, 
Mm-hmm. And so, and I was like, okay, I'll take on the Tony Hawk video. Not a problem, babe. I'll get that right, mm-hmm. right back All to right. you. All right. Well, I trust you on this. <laughs> and See you at lunch. So, yeah. So, I started working on it. And as I was working on it, like, you know, playing the game, using the board with the games themselves, mm-hmm. like the games they were designed for. <laughs> yeah, yeah is a crapshoot at best already like and that's not like when you get it working it's decent you know well for ride it's decent Mm -hmm. at least for other for the other game for shred it's actually like surprisingly good and really fun but um it there's this problem that happens sometimes where the the board just won't calibrate correctly with the game system and you can't start and there's like nothing you can do yeah because you you can't just like activision you know once i mean this game is designed for the skateboard i don't know how you could get around it really but the board is that so oh my god so there are all there were all these problems where i could not get the board to calibrate consistently with the game and i i like would literally try everything like change out the batteries get fresh batteries restart the console um, you know, make sure there's no, like I, I put the, the dogs, like I, I had to like get them out of the office. Usually they can just roam around and do whatever they want. But I was like, I'm sorry, puppies, you yeah. gotta, gotta go. Like we gotta clear some floor space. Like you know, I like, moved our office chairs out of here. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> I even forced Derek to go out and buy a new Tony Hawk ride board. Like just in we case ours have magically broke. Yeah. We have two Tony Hawk <laughs> ride boards. And and the most irritating thing oh. is, is while you are waiting for the calibration, it takes like, you know, 10, 15 seconds. And Tony Hawk, Tony Hawk, who is a very charming man. Who's a, I have no ill feeling, ill feeling he's towards just like, Tony Hawk. Personally. Hey, let's we'll just hang out. It'll probably be the easiest thing you do all day. And we listen to Tony Hawk tell us <laughs> this will probably be the easiest thing you do all day. And then didn't quite get it. We basically, we, we basically lost like, like 30 enti- times. We lost an entire day of shooting, basically. Yeah, we were like, um, okay, let's go film. And then it just like wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And I like had a like I had like a mental breakdown. Yeah. At this point. Because it's so frustrating because the controller itself is connected to the system. Cause like the experience of playing Tony Hawk Ride for me was, mm-hmm. you know, I would turn on the controller and it would I would see on the Xbox 360, you know, how it used to have the little light around the the logo. Yeah, the green light. And so you could, you could see, four. like, basically which position the controller is. And mm-hmm. I would be like, oh, okay, the controller is definitely locked in. And there's actual buttons on the side of the controller. So you can navigate in, like, the Xbox 360. And the Xbox 360 is like, yep, this is a controller. I recognize it. You can use it to click on things whatever yeah, it's just normal navigate <laughs> change password life. go over here and launch game boom all on the board so easy and then all of a sudden you get into the game and the game's like i've never seen this before i don't know what's happening yeah. <laughs> uh, can you plug in a controller and navigate these menus like what and so i was like going online and i was googling it i was like i you know going and eating cereal because i just couldn't handle life yeah. anymore and this was a problem that a lot of people had. Like Turns the, out. The few people, I mean, there were several, like, hundred thousands of people who bought Tony Hawk Ride. Yeah, Tony Hawk Ride actually sold kind of well. Sold, sold kind of think all right. It, I'm not sure if it actually made a million, but, like, you know, a lot of people bought this game. And I found tons of little, like, game fact message boards where people are like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, go back in time and not buy this yeah. game. <laughs> or go ahead in the future and buy it for five bucks. So. Yeah. And so, like, finally, I... I remembered that, like, after, like, hours of doing this, I I remembered, like, oh, I saw a post 
where someone said that they put like a towel on their board and that worked and that did not work for us. But I then just tried turning off the lights because um, the Tony Hawk board has like infrared sensors that are like kind of motion light sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. And I turned off the lights and it worked. And it yeah. was, I, I was just like, what the fuck? And then I was like, it's like nine o'clock at night. And I'm like, Derek. Oh, that's right. Get yeah. back over here. We got to do this right now. I don't know if this is going to work ever again. Yeah. And then we, and th- yeah. And then we did like a very late night shoot for, for, for ride. Uh, and then, so in the video, all right, we're getting some inside baseball here. Uh, you know, that's fine. Uh, un- Uncle Derek is, you know, in front of the camera and speaking, but behind the scenes, it is producer Grace and Uncle Derek. So in the video, I act like I had so much trouble. Actually, Grace was taking it. It was me. She I'm, was taking it on the I'm chin. I'm the fool. Yeah, I was busy working on. I was busy just playing uh, Blaster Master going like, this game's not very good. Yeah, Derek, Derek's sucks. having a great time with yeah. his, the Wii. And I'm just like, cr- like laying on the floor and crying. <laughs> and yeah, so eventually we got it to work. It's really funny watching the footage because I am just dressed in like, the, the schlubbiest shirt and my sweatpants. I look yeah. like a teapot. Like, I don't know how else. Like, just the way the proportions are. I, it's not very flattering. And also, like, the way that we kind of shot it, you're kind of, like, in front of the camera. So, like, you know, I'm I'm in the back far away and I have, like, my, my cool shirt on. And you're just, like, it's 9 o'clock and working all day and you're, like, in front of the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, like, that, I, that, I don't know if you can tell. I It's not going to be in the video, but it's yeah, something, yeah. you know, just for me, Derek, and the editor to see. But <laughs> I'm, like, obviously pissed off the entire time well then it was my turn to shine uh-huh and so we finally get the fucking game working and uh so i think i jumped right away into like uh a normal games like a, a quick session and uh didn't quite know what the hell i was doing the board itself is like man it's got th- four infrared sensors uh it's got two accelerometers two accelerometers you can tilt backwards and forwards you can uh kind of lean forward and backwards you can also uh uh kick back and then lean left to right like it's there's a lot you can do with it so i was like okay gotta go do the tutorial and we got through the handful of things kind of struggling learning the board it was fine it's what you would expect for a motion controlled plastic you know game and then we get to this one area and i think if you know anything about tony hawk ride you know that it's like not very good and not very responsive and i think that like there's a part in the tutorial where you have to do I, I make a joke with this in the script. I literally cannot say it properly. I believe it is the flick flip trick. Even saying that right, my brain just is there like a tilt in there somewhere? Yeah, a you're, flick you're, flip. You're tilt supposed trick to lean back. You're supposed to lean back, and then you just kind of like pivot to the side, left or right, and then you go back down again. It's supposed to be a very kind of quick motion. Yeah, like uh, one, two, sh- three. I didn't back know down. this at the time, but I, I watched. I watched it later, kind of after we had suffered through most of this and uh if you've seen cadicarus's video on yeah, skateboarding yeah. video games when he talks about tony hawk it's the exact thing that he is also not yeah. able to do yeah in his game and <laughs> which it, made me feel very validated yeah you yeah know, I even, actually even reached out to him so <laughs> <laughs> um uh and, and it, it's it's unclear it's like i'm not sure if the game itself just doesn't ever register you doing it correctly or it is extremely strict or I don't know what well cuz you're supposed to do for, for to get past that tutorial area you're supposed to do three successful without ever messing up and I went through the footage cuz I thought I successfully did it once but didn't land it correctly but I 
I tried that specific tutorial like level. Man, 20 minutes, half hour. If it felt like an eternity. I don't know, maybe it wasn't that long, but it just it never worked. No, it's it forever. didn't work. It was I used my hands. My entire life. <laughs> yeah, it was just like once we finally got it going, it was just like, wow, this is just like I know absolutely it, I know terrible. it technically is possible because Robomoto, who developed the game, they posted a YouTube video explaining how it worked because a lot of people were having trouble with yep, it. Yeah, they so were. They they were able to do it in their video. Yeah, and I watched that video. <laughs> and it's it's and amazing. I watched the tutorial in the game because they, they kind of show you how to do it. It's just like when you kick back, when you when you can you when you lean back to to do to do an ollie, to do a jump, and then you 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 flick you you pivot left or right, uh the game makes you turn. So what you what happens is, is you jump in the air and then you do an, a, like a 45 degree turn or a 90 degree turn. And suddenly your wheels are perpendicular to the ground and you eat shit. When you mm-hmm. hit the ground, you, you, you tackle. Yeah. Uh, uh, you just hit pavement. And I, I don't know how to do the move and not turn. Like there's a, there's, there's a nuance there. Yeah. That's just impossible. I don't know. And it's just like, yeah, we kind of make a joke. This is the hardest challenge in video game history. It's probably because both of us tried it for yeah. a really long time. Yeah. Seriously, and, yeah. we, we watched the video. I used my hands. I tried to be as as robotic, Terminator, Robocop, as much as I possibly could. Never, couldn't do it. Yeah. And um, then we tried playing the game normal style. And I just was like bouncing the board on my yeah, foot. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, like those motion controlled games. Like it's always the way, you know, like you can play the game and like buy into the kayfabe or you can just like hold the board and like you know mm-hmm. pretend to hit someone with it and that will you know give you the highest score ever yeah, you know what i mean exactly yeah we did all kinds of uh, uh goofy goofy stuff um well so the and- other thing that happened that isn't going to be in the video but i'm still just extremely puzzled by is i i started to work on it and test it with games like and try to use it as a controller like an actual controller for those oh, yeah. other games man because it has buttons it's it, got it got a d-pad and all the face buttons you you know what channel this is yeah you know what you signed up for <laughs> and so i'm doing you know it what your blood money goes and I, to. yeah and i was like i went on twitter and i asked people like hey like what's what do you think good games would be and so i tried a bunch of people's suggestions and it was so weird because what happened is i would turn on the board and whenever i i could navigate on the xbox menu fine Mm-hmm. And then whenever I actually clicked into a yeah. game, the it would freak the the game would start freaking out. Yeah, the, like the, the actual game, the and place. it wasn't yeah. it wasn't like you know it wasn't the Tony Hawk game. Like if I clicked, one of the first games I tried was Silent Hill HD Collection, just because I thought that would be funny. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and it like it was so weird. Like it's like the analogs because there is no analog stick on the board. There, but, but it's somehow the board manip- is technically the analog. Yeah, stick. it's somehow manipulating it. But we yeah, it's don't somehow manipulating it, and it was like basically what would happen is it would vibrate between all of the options like super quickly and super randomly. Mm-hmm. So I could try to like press A when it highlighted a certain option, and I was able to start playing some games mm-hmm. that way, like through trial and error. But it would just it would just activate and then make the person run or, or make you know like make Harry run around or. For like I, I tried it on like the Genesis, the Sega Genesis collection with yeah, Sonic. Because yeah. let's 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 simplify this down. Let's go yeah, to, I was like, was okay, Sonic let's doing? do a game without analog control at all, and it didn't. But, yeah, but work. choosing a game, it was like running through the menu. I think, yeah, because I didn't actually 
play Sonic that time. The only the, the game I was able to get to because the input was going crazy was like, um, I, I might it's have, like a weird RPG. It's like Fantasy Star or something like that. I think it was no, it was Fantasy Star. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it was like when Fantasy Star was not about being in space or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever happens kind of, in Fantasy kind of Star always, Online. It was yeah. well, it was like the early yeah. you start in a little town and it looks like any other Final Fantasy yeah, yeah, yeah. you've played, you know? Yeah. So I like the guy would just move around randomly, but I could use inputs. It was so weird, and this happened to me over and over and over again. And I was like, well, that's crazy. I did not capture footage of this mm-hmm. because I'm an idiot. Because I'm the worst dingle bat poop scooper that in the history of the entire universe to, to be fair we did have the problem with this video where we did we did capture and film like too much stuff and there was a moment like how we oh crap we have to catalog all this for yeah the, the file for it is like 84 gigs yeah so like the final so folder, maybe which is a lot usually our our editing folders you know will yeah. be like 30 gigs mm-hmm. but 30, yeah 40 depends on how much there's a lot yeah. there's so much footage and it's a lot of it is because we filmed after me not getting that that initial footage, I kind of went insane and I was like, okay, everything we do is going to have three separate camera angles. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. I do not want to have to do this over again. And but but anyway, like, sorry, Derek, if I don't, let me know if I'm going too long. But no, what no, no. happened was, is like, I'm trying to, to make sure I'm trying to keep you on track. Yeah, like, yeah. When it actually, when we actually were like, okay, let's plug in this in, we got the camera on Derek and we're going to start playing these like the other games yeah, with use, using the d-pad and then see board. if we can't get the the gyrometers gyrometers uh, <laughs> and the sen- and sensorometers uh to like manipulate inside of uh yeah plugged in silent can I, hill yeah again. can i play skate one <laughs> with it you know yeah. like that kind of thing we so we plugged in silent hill hd again and it it just was normal. Yeah. Like it just worked. It just worked. I'm like, for people not listening to the podcast, I'm holding like, my face in like, like, like home alone style. Like yeah. it just worked. <laughs> the the years just, yeah. The, the hours of just wearing it on your face. I'm just like, I'm so, I'm still so confused. And like then it, I could not get it to have the same problems it was having before. Like it just was fine. And, and, and that night when it was screwing up, you went over, you, you again, I showed Derek it happened. Yeah. Again, like batteries out a uh, system off trying over and over again it just was always like just kind it, of freaking it always out yeah it always was freaking out and then it's like three days passed and it's fine and i i just like don't know why and i the only thing i can think of is maybe there is some sort of bug where occasionally that will happen for whatever reason mm-hmm. and that might be one of the reasons why the actual tony hawk ride game won't let you use the board as a controller even though it's connected to the system until you calibrate it yeah just because whatever they're doing in the calibration will prevent that issue yeah but it's I, like i have a theory it's like, what? that it might have something to do with the calibration because here's here's and we, we, we just the video kind of ended up being long and it just it, we did get to a point where it was like a little too technical for us because we really kind of got to the point where like we know that the the skateboard does do stuff with like the analog sticks and the shoulder buttons. We just don't really know exactly what, and we're you know we kind of put it out to the world like, hey, controller benders, why haven't you ripped this controller apart? Because it's some really cool tech in here, and man, it'd be cool to play. Someone needs to beat Dark Souls on a ride controller, damn it! And, and near as I can tell, that has not been done. Uh, we we are not the people to do it, but we'll hopefully inspire some player to do it. I uh, the dark secret of this whole thing is that Tony Hawk Ride is a 
bad game. It's a barely functioning game. The sequel, Tony Hawk Shred, is a functioning game. I kind of liked Tony Hawk Shred. Um, I want to play more Tony Hawk Shred. I think that because you were playing Tony Hawk Ride and you you got the board calibrated with Ride and then you went on to Silent Hill and Doom and, and all that stuff. Uh, and because that game is barely functional, maybe it's literally the calibration for that game is just very shoddy. It is. Well, maybe I think because like, the, the game saves your calibration. Yeah. And like once well, you've calibrated once, theoretically, you don't need to calibrate again. And I think possibly what happened is that that data is on the board somehow because it actually is a very, very sophisticated device. And perhaps because we the first time I calibrated the game, it was with the lights on. And that I have not since then, I have not been able to get the game to calibrate without oh, doing turning the lights off. Oh, that was time. Yeah, that was when we had so, no problem with the calibration. Yeah, huh? for some for the first time I ever played this game, I had zero problems with the calibration. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned that as well, but yeah. it's like this game has like just had all these twists and turns of yeah. like this game just like basically slapping me in the face like you're an and, and my, my theory is that so, because well, no, we, I think we that, finished Tony Hawk Shred. Yeah. And then we shot all that stuff. Okay. And it's like, so I, I just, just think about it scientifically. That's the only, okay, that is also a difference. The calibration. The calibration with the lights on could, yeah. have, could have affected it. We, or Shred just calibrates the controller better because Shred functions. You can do your flick, fl- yeah. flip, flick, flicky tricks. Well, actually, I was trying, I reset the calibration on Ride just to make sure that that wasn't it. Though I, oh, you did? Okay, I was right. only able to get it calibrate with the lights off. So... It's like, oh, yeah, but yeah, so and there's all of yeah, there's all these questions. It, it definitely doesn't have anything to do with what order you have the controller connected to the system. Yes, yep, we did that as well. That that was like an earlier theory because and uh, I, I for, oh my god, I forgot to mention this because the only it used to be the only way I could get the the analog stick input to be going insane crazy was I would actually put like turn on a second controller and then it would magically fix itself. Mm. And so it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Man, I seriously, I just don't know. But it's, yeah, it's really cool. And I think it's just very finicky. I The guy who was the CEO of Robomoto, um, I'm not able, I just don't remember his name at the moment, but he's still active, like doing stuff. He made a documentary about Midway games recently because he got mm-hmm. his start at Midway. Right, yeah, yeah. At working on their arcade titles, so... Like, I, I don't know if that's something that's not something I really got around to is like trying to see if he knows anything about it, because yeah. it was like, you know, this is like 20 years ago, like, or 10 years. I don't know. No, Long. 10 years. Yeah. About, oh, 2009. It was 30 years so, ago <laughs> yeah. when I started working on this video. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It just it's only so many hours in a day. Um, so, yeah, we, we do. We, we we go through ride. We go through shred. We go through uh, we balance board games. Mm-hmm. We also go through controller stuff. We do a lot of fun stuff in the video. We hook it up to a, a PC. Uh, we try and play Left 4 Dead with it. Um, we still did a lot of really fun testing with this thing, but we kind of had to wrap the video on like you know it's like page eight. Uh, it's like we have to kind of we have so much footage shot, only so many hours in a day. We have deadlines to keep. Uh, we're like yeah. we kind of have to leave this sort of like man we want you know the, the the people that can solder the people that, that do these modifications like when this controller works it's actually really it's really neat mm-hmm. um and yeah like yo and I, there are people like not a ton shred. of people have 
done controller bending with this controller. The yeah. one example I was able to find was uh, basically Homeless, who's a, a kind of controller YouTuber guy. Mm -hmm. He did a video on it like a couple years ago, but he didn't really say what he did. And I'm not sure that he actually like did figure out the controller because he basically the video is like he drilled something and pulled some things out and then it's magically working yeah so i have no idea what he did i i tried to reach out to him like via an email like a couple times to see if we could hear back but uh you know of course i'm sure he's very busy i didn't mm -hmm. hear anything yeah. i don't know i don't know it, that, that's yes yeah, it's, it's we talk about some stuff that's really expensive but you know we got two Tony Hawk boards and we have two copies of Shred and two copies of Ride for Xbox 360 uh, and Wii. The Wii versions do not work with the balance board, by the way. But all together, I think all six of those things cost us less than $20. Um, and I would imagine if you went to your local retro shop and asked for a Tony Hawk Ride board or yeah. Shred board, they're the same, actually. They would be sad job. because they'd have to figure out a new doorstop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but I'm like, sure you could, you could you get You could one. get them for hella cheap. And uh, I don't know. I was shocked how how good Shred was. And I feel like we, we maybe, maybe owe Tony Hawk a little bit of an apology. Yeah. Because he, he claims he put his heart and soul in that game. But that it's, video... It's kind of crazy because like that, it was like things were okay. And then it was like Tony Hawk motion. Tony Hawk Ride, Tony Hawk Shred, and then Tony Hawk 5. Yeah. So this isn't even the lowest point on the downward slope It was of that series. Yeah, it was the first... It, it was it was a, a new low point at that point. Yeah. Um, And Shred, like, they, yeah, no one even reviewed Shred, or, like, very few outlets even bothered to review it. And yeah, it sold. definitely not the, you know, the normal yeah normal people who you know the the usual suspects it's not them mm -hmm. like no no giant bomb no ign no mm -hmm. GameSpot, no Eurogamer. like yeah kinda, yeah people just, were just kind of like ooh, yikes well, yeah yeah not only was the, the the word of mouth really bad but that was 2010 when shred came out mm -hmm. and yo guitar hero and rock band that that well was dry people were that it was over yeah like ride came out after the peak but still managed to get a little bit of heat by the time shred came out boy it was done but yeah look forward to that video <laughs> look yeah. forward to that video uh it's gonna be a lot of fun but man it was it was uh and sometimes sometimes videos you know hey production best laid plans mm -hmm. that's how it goes sometimes let's do some questions before we wrap up man yeah and i don't worry, I got a list pulled up. So Derek, don't I got you? You don't got to pull up anything. Oh, and so he was pointing out that like yes, the cutscenes are are on a T-Mobile sidekick. Uh, yeah, the product placement. What you're missing is the load screens from Tony Hawk Rider, sponsored by uh, Stride Gum. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's. I thought Stride was a deodorant brand. Actually, is it a gum brand? Is Stride Wait, a deodorant brand? Did I make that up? It does sound like it's a... But no, but it's... Hmm. Well, I know Stride is now a gum. It was a gum. What's a Stride? Well, Stride is like, you know, a yeah, swagger. It's you a know. long step, apparently. Hmm, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know, guys. Mm. I don't know. But uh, hey, let's... uh. They do both. That way your mouth can smell like your pits. Thanks, Oni oh, Okay. <laughs> Thank you. You know what? I, I, I don't want to chew on life. some. I don't want to chew on something that smells like you know, ocean spray. Not ocean spray. Uh, Old spice. Old spice. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, we got, well, we got a couple questions. And if you have a question or something you want us to talk about, you can email us at stopskeletons.com. Um, we also, uh, this podcast, it originated as a Patreon podcast, mm-hmm. but now is open to everybody. But um, you can comment, leave a comment on the Patreon about it or mm-hmm. just go to our Twitter and shout us out or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's fine. Well, we usually, we try our best to respond to all that stuff. Um, and we do see it. But maybe I'm working on Tony Hawk. I'm crying about Tony Hawk ride and I yeah. don't get back to you right away. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so we got, let's do a question from Chalignor, which is basically, uh, how do you guys store and organize all your uh, dang gaming peripherals and accessories? The the dang was added by me. Oh, okay. How do you do that? I mean, today? a lot of them we kind of like now. The answer is we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of them are kind of like, they're on the set. They, yeah, uh, they're they're on the shelf behind us. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so that if anyone wants to rob our house, they know where to go. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, <laughs> we got two fierce dogs, though, and we work from home, too. So <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah. Um, but basically, uh, when it comes to like controllers and stuff, yo, I, I have a big plastic tub. Get yourself go 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 to the store and get yourself a big bag of rubber bands, mm-hmm. um, and just rubber band shit together, man. And just kind of yeah. put them in we, there. We try our best, but honestly, they're they're not very well organized. No, and as, it's I mean, as they sh- we've only had be. this two bedroom apartment now for a little over a year. Yeah, we're uh, still kind of trying to figure out organization so we can get have space for things because mm-hmm. it is all like the the office is like this is a two bedroom apartment. And we try to keep all the game stuff, you know, confined to the uh, the bigger bedroom. And that way it, we, we, I need that separation. That's yeah. what I've learned is, uh, yeah. you know, to be able to close the door and be like, you know, Grace has all her plants and I got my dogs out here. And then all the video game stuff, all the work stuff is in here behind a closed door. Being able to shut that door and be like, I am off work mm-hmm. is very important. Um, but yeah. and actually, so I. I, I only have about a couple more minutes that I can be on this podcast because I, I got I had something I scheduled for 530 and for some reason I wasn't counting on us being late. Oh, <laughs> so shoot. actually, I, you know, I can just take care of uh, questions if you just want to. You actually might need to take off right now. Yeah, I guess I was just going to say there is one more question I wanted to talk about or have some input on from uh, Brooks on Patreon. Have you guys considered doing a video on uh, the X-Band for SNES and Genesis, I spent many a night on Mortal Kombat 2 for the SNES way back in the day, and there seemed to be about three people locally that had one. Um, Wait, anything the, outside the area code inc- incurred long distance charges. Wow, the X Band. So I thought that I, was only a SNES thing. It was X Band on Genesis, or well, because I know they had Sega Channel. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. It but, wouldn't surprise um, me if it. They, well, I mean, they had something similar. I'm not sure it was actually. They were on X-Band. both. Okay, so we probably should do some research on that. Shoot. Well, I, I, I did. We did the video on like inner early internet in games. Yeah. Like for like a long time. And that, ago. and and, I, and that was really you voiced that one, and you were the primary force behind it. So yeah, you did a little research on it. So I don't really remember. I even I think we might not even have that script anymore. I was looking for it the other day, and it hmm. wasn't in our drive. Oh, wow. But. Yeah. Oh, um, there they I, are. Yeah. I just want right. to say that I think it's amazing that you were actually able to play with people in like using that service like locally in your area. Like that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I really wonder where this person lived. Uh, cause, wow. Like, 
how lucky you got to be like that those services like they were very expensive they're very i guess kind of confusing to set up mm-hmm. so it's it's really cool that oh uh, wrestling with gaming did a great video on it now he's a yes. he's actually a local seattle bro yeah uh, no he's so he, he's solid we haven't been able to hang out with him since covid but we yeah yeah uh, which is very Man, that, i feel like that was one of the last kind of like hangouts we had we went to a uh um game works game works yeah that with, was that was fun yeah i've got a couples couples night out yeah that was um, so fun well grace I'll, I'll hit a couple extra questions here but i really think yeah you gotta get going because you have you had an appointment to hit too, yeah so. so thank you everybody sorry i won't be here for the rest of it um but i hope i hope you have a great yeah rest of your day mm-hmm. we'll try our best it's gonna be hard it's gonna be hard without you yeah i know <laughs> well i i'll st- i'll stick around here a bit longer because i got some uh some other questions. Um, let's see. Uh, what is the most unlikely video game crossover uh, you guys would love to play? Like, let your fantasy run wild. Wouldn't you... Uh, we wouldn't mind having the Doom Slayer wreaking havoc in Resident Evil 8, says uh, uh, Daniel and Carla. Clara, sorry, Daniel and Clara. Um, man, ridiculous crossovers. I don't really have any that I can think of off the top of my head, but I just want to say that like between like, you know, you know, I really am Fortnite, but also dead by daylight and, 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 and mortal Kombat, Uh, I feel like we're like the, the smash brothersification of different characters colliding is, is kind of uh, upon us. They just announced that pinhead is, you know, going to be joining dead by daylight for a while. People, the, the, the teaser trailer, people were like, wait a minute, is it going to be a five nights at Freddy's? You know, an inclusion, which would have been not a, I don't think, a very good inclusion. And then, uh, oh, yeah, also, delisted news update. Um, Dead by Daylight is getting Pinhead from Hellraiser, and that's great, but it is losing the uh, 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 Stranger Things DLC, which is a shame because uh, uh, Nancy uh, is actually has a couple of really good perks uh, worth, I don't know. If you were into if you were into Dead by Daylight, probably worth maybe screwing that up before it goes uh, away forever. And Puyo Puyo and Silent Hill, that's a good one. Yeah, I I am a huge fan of uh, cute stuff and horror stuff put together. Uh, it's one of my favorite things. I would love to see something like that. Um, unfortunately, I I feel like weird crossovers is about all we're gonna get for Silent Hill because that's about all we get now for Silent Hill. Um, we uh. In, in, in the Tony Hawk Ride video, we do play some Silent Hill 3. Uh, we only chose that because in Silent Hill 3, you get to the action right away. There's that kind of early sequence of the game. It's like a dream, you know. Uh, so it was a good way to just get into the action right away. But also turns out that like back in like, I think it was July, June or July, uh, Konami released Silent Hill skateboards. You, you, oh, goody. <laughs> what? That's the only Silent Hill news you've you've done since I guess Dead by Daylight. Um, so that'd be yeah, that'd be cool. Oh yeah, all the Sega stuff and Super Monkey Ball, which oh yeah, the Super Monkey Ball stuff that's coming out. Uh, you know, there's be a ton of new uh, uh, old, old Sega characters, but that's kind of how like you know the Sonic racing uh, games were. You could race as Alex Kidd, and uh, you know Rio could race with his um, uh, with his forklift. You know, stuff like that. Pyramid Head is in Super Bomberman R. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think Pyramid Head, yeah, who's already in the track and field game for DS. Uh, I love that shit. Um, so, man, what, what, what would I want? I guess I would want to just sit back and wait for it to happen, you know? Um, oh, wait. You know what I would want? In some capacity, 
I want to see the return of Sparkster, aka the Rocket Knight from Rocket Knight Adventures. Um, definitely one of the coolest damn characters that's just been kind of like gone. Uh, such a cool design, such a funny, great little character, uh, and a great little game. The the Daytona car that's that was in Fighting Vipers and uh, 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 Fighters Mega Mix. Weird fun crossovers. That's all good stuff. Uh, let's go. To, let's go to Twitter. You know what? Grace had this pulled up on her computer. I didn't have it pulled up on my computer. Because best laid plans, right? Let's see. What's some questions here? Well, now that Doom and Quake are on the way, uh, what's the over-under on Ada Microsoft revisiting Commander Keen? Um, man, I don't know. Because, like, Commander Keen's just like a 2D, you know, uh, platformer. It was really, really impressive. The, the scrolling that they were able to do, right? That was the big thing with Commander Keen was... Um, DOS games, computer games didn't weren't able to scroll uh, like a like you know Mega Man or, or, or Mario Brothers. Like Commander King came from them making a Mario Brothers three uh, uh, you know hack uh, and sending it to <laughs> sending it to a uh, Nintendo, and they were like, no. Um, but I think it will be kind of cool to see some Commander King, but I don't know that it quite has the. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a lot of nostalgia there, but I do think that like you know Doom and Quake. They are have they have a lot of fun outside of the nostalgia. Uh, uh, I would like to think that the case for a Commander Keen, you know, remake is is maybe a more difficult sell. Um, and they did make quite a few episodes of Commander Keen, so they're just kind of re-releasing those. I, I think it would be they probably should. It would be cool, but I would imagine it is not a high priority for them. I would imagine that. Uh, you know, Quake Champions. By the way, by the way, we've never really talked about Quake Champions. Uh, that was sort of like their their you know big 2016, 2017 reboot of Quake, and that kind of just seemed to go nowhere. Uh, which makes me wonder if like are they going to try and reboot Quake Three? Because Quake Three Arena, I'm 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 pretty sure there are still people playing that today, and reinvigorate that uh, uh, that community. It would be cool. I'm not super holding my breath on that, though. What else I got? Have there been any weird peripherals that you've wanted to make a video about, but were just too expensive or rare to get a hold of? Um, well, we we talked about this in a couple of videos. Uh, way, way back in uh, a couple of years ago, we we, we, had, we had to give ourselves a budget, and we bought, um, we, we bought stuff for the transfer pack video. Uh, oh, gosh. And one other video. What was it? I forget. Um, but yeah, there, there are some times where we had to, uh, you know, we, we weren't able to also get a copy of, uh, uh, uh we, we had a copy of Pokemon stadium one. We didn't have a copy of Pokemon stadium two. I would have wanted that, but like the Pokemon stadium games, we also had to get the transfer pack and the GBA games, uh, the Pokemon stadium stuff is actually kind of expensive. And so we're just trying to stretch, stretch a dollar there. Uh, but I think that video still turned out all right. Um, I think it, it, it was a funny we turned it into a funny bit, but for the DS slot video, we um, had the uh, the pan the piano, the easy piano piano, um, which turned out to be kind of like garbage. <laughs> it looks cool though, made for a good thumbnail. It's it's on my shelf and it looks awesome. Uh, uh, the device itself was great, but the game that it runs on is not very good. There's another game for the DS slot that we wanted to get. Um, it's called I think it's Magic Kid Slider, I believe it's called, and it's basically like a. Uh, uh, you 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 plug what is essentially a mouse more or less into your DS, and you kind of have this mouse ball, 
and you play the game by shifting by 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 scrolling your DS around uh the table. But both the easy piano and the magic hit slider were they only work for those games. And of course the games are cheap. <laughs> it's really easy to get the games. It's the extra device that is the expensive part. So um because you know, I, I thought I thought the piano looked cool, uh, I, I kind of regret it. But we turned it into a fun joke in the video, so uh, there's that. Uh, there, there, I would I have always wanted to do for this question about peripherals that are too expensive or rare. Steel Battalion is something that's been we get requests for Steel Battalion all the time. And if you didn't know Steel Battalion, it is uh, weirdly enough. A collaboration between the Resident Evil guy and the Clock Tower guy. Like Shinji Mikami and um, I forget the guy that's kind of was the main guy behind Clock Tower. But kind of for a hot minute, like, yo, those that was the Coke and Pepsi uh, of, of, of Survival Horror. And um, uh, I, I, I was under the impression that like the two of them actually had a pretty decent working career and respected each other's games, even though one was way more successful than the other. Uh, weirdly enough, when they collaborated, they made a mech simulator game with a controller that has like 30 buttons on it uh hifumi kono thank you yeah uh hifumi kono is the the clock tower guy i believe hifumi kono directed steel battalion and shinji mikami uh uh like produced it second like produced it so that's a fun fun factoid about that but it is a game that requires the uh 30 45 80 button controller um it's also less of a uh, i think for the longest time it was an expensive purchase, as well as where the fuck are we going to store it? Um, back in their old apartment, you know, I still had a bunch of crap in uh, in, in Alaska in storage. And kind of now I have all my stuff out of storage and I have just about enough room. Really, I got just enough room to kind of keep my stuff uh, in a decent uh, display situation where I can get to it pretty easy. Not not the best, but still much, much better. But the Steel Battalion box is so, so ginormous. It's like, where do you... You know, we don't really have a crawl space or an attic <laughs> or under the steps <laughs> that we can just shove that thing into. So not only would it be expensive, I think, you know, I don't know that Grace would allow it because it's so damn big. Um, I do have a friend in Anchorage who uh, uh, used to, I don't know if he does anymore, have two of them. But still, it's like even even still like you want to get the controller is probably going to cost you a couple hundred bucks. The shipping as well, you know, Um you need to have the controller. Like there's a, the, the game is nuts. When you play Steel Battalion, if you die in a level and you don't hit the eject button, uh, not only do, do you die, it erases your data. Like your game just disappears. Uh, man, the real Dark Souls. Am I right? Yeah, that would be a, that would be a hell of a game. But like, I also feel like that's a, that's also a really well known one as well. Um, so, uh, oh. Yeah, Steel Battalion is a masterpiece. Oh, you do still play Quake 3 Arena on Steam? Sorry, I missed your, your tweet there or your uh, your chat. But yeah, man, that Quake 3 Arena, that, that could come back. Though I think if Quake 3 Arena did come back, you couldn't play it on a controller. I mean, it, it, or you couldn't have crossplay because people on PC are going to be savage. Absolutely savage. Quake 3 Arena coming back with just champions. But it was a game, a service game. I feel like I feel like Quake Champions came out, and then like man, no one talked about it. It just like vanished. It just kind of came out and then thud, done. So I don't know. Um, can you run Doom on a podcast? I can play Doom on a podcast, but that it wouldn't be a good podcast. 
Uh, now that we have Doom 64, uh, Chris Prager asks, uh, prank, sorry, Pranger. Chris Pranger. Now that we have Doom 64 and Quake 64, can we hope to get Daikatana 64? Um, if, man, if we get Daikatana before, some people are mentioning, if we get Daikatana before, like, Hexen, uh, or a couple of other, you know, uh, Blood, man, I think Atari owns some kind of crazy copyright with Blood. It is a shame that Blood is only on PC. Blood should be on every damn device. That's uh, Blood is the best build engine game. First off, let's get that out of the way. Uh, and uh, it should be on every device like Doom. It is a shame that it is not. Um, it'd be fun to have Daikatana and Daikatana 64 if that happened. If Daikatana HD happens, boy, uh, I'm there. Um, but I think that if you have Daikatana before uh, a couple of other games, um, you, you, you might have you might have some people a little upset. <laughs> Uh, and also, Daikatana 64 ain't the GB, ain't the GBC version, man. That Game Boy Color version. That's where it's at. But I think that's gonna that's gonna wrap it up. Episode 51. Uh, man, we're we're we we we've, we've, we've hit that 50 peak, and now we're now we're just like that downward slope to 100. Uh, typically, we do these podcasts on the first and third Monday. Uh, we record them on the first and third Monday of the month. They would come out on the first and third Tuesdays of the month. Uh, you can listen along and chat along like all these beautiful, lovely people here. Uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, you do not have to. Uh, you know, if you, if you are listening on uh, a Spotify or an iTunes or even on Patreon, you know, tell a friend, uh, rate us, give us five stars. Tell tell people that we're awesome. Um, we uh, we're gonna be back again. Uh, we're we're we we are doing it right again because this this. Uh, month we were the second and fourth Mondays of the month, but August was one of those months that had five Mondays. Plus, uh, as we mentioned last week, we were out of town. We couldn't actually record on uh, the first Monday of the month because we were uh, we were in another state. But it's going to work out because now uh, our next episode is going to be the uh, first Monday of September, which is in two weeks, the sixth. So actually, we'll be right back on a normal schedule with sixth and the twentieth, and then October fourth, eighteenth, and we'll be right back into the swing of things, I guess, until November. November's got five five Mondays. We will uh we'll figure that out as we go along. Um, do I know about the uh, un- unlicensed uh DOS version of Mario Bros? Yes, the, the unlicensed DOS Bros or DOS Bros Super Mario Bros for DOS. That was uh, that that's the id software one, right? That's the one that was basically the uh prototype for uh Commander Keen, if I'm not mistaken. That they 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 they, they, they that they kind of took that screen scrolling tech, put it into a Super Mario game. Uh, trying to recreate Super Mario Brothers 3 because that was the contemporary game at the time to give you an idea how long ago this was. And uh, I believe they sent it to Nintendo and was like, hey, are you interested in a Mario Brothers for a PC? And they were like, no, we are not. Um, and they make a mannequin and uh, they, did, they, they those kids did all right for themselves. But anyway, stopskeletons at gmail.com if you have any questions. In the meantime, uh, of course, we always post uh, the, day bef- the day of the recording. We always post on Patreon and on Twitter. So that's a good place to get questions in as well. Um, yeah, we got videos that are incoming. Uh, the Tony Hawk Ride video. Uh, we are sitting here. It is being recorded. Sorry, being edited right now. Uh, it'll be out very soon. And then we have another video on, uh, let's say, another video. Re- Resident Evil Degeneration for the N-Gage and iPhone. That is uh, another episode of Delisted is coming. Uh, that is exciting. I'm excited to get that one out the door, too. Um, and I think that's going to that's gonna be it. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Everybody stay safe. Stay powerful. 
and uh, we'll see you next time. Good night. <laughs>